Hey, MindForce listeners, want to share your opinions, give feedback, or tell me what you are thinking about this podcast? Send me a voice message. Voice messages are an easy way for you to send me audio that might end up in a future episode of MindForce podcast. They are the latest feature from Anchor, the platform I use to make this podcast happen. Um, so maybe some ideas how you can you know get in touch and what you could share with me is that maybe you have questions for me or what do you think of this episode? Just tell me, give me your feedback and I will do my best to make everything even better. What do you think of the topic I'm covering as a part of this podcast show? What do you think I should interview or invite to my show so you can grab as as as, as much wisdom as possible from, from my show? Uh, maybe you want to do some, you know, things together with me, make up a theme song or uh, you have an, any offer or any partnership opportunity. Just let me know. I will see all of your messages and I might add them into a future episode. Anchor makes that part super easy. You can send me a voice message right now from wherever you are listening. Just tap in the link in my show notes and um, basically I will, I will listen to them and we'll interact. I can't wait to hear from you. Hey people, hey friends, hope you guys are doing great as always. In today's podcast, we have an interesting and extraordinary guest, the Joshun of Josh Karimov, author of books Quran, Ubuntu and Alamo 13, and he's also working on his fourth book currently. Josh is also a motivation master and communication coach. When he is not busy with his books, he is training executives and business people on effective speech, presentation and communication. In this episode, Josh shared his story on stopping his career in one of the most reputable companies around and choosing a path of creativity, writing and authoring to be more precise. He also shared quite a lot of insights about the anatomy of motivation, how it works and how you can use it to build up a great and productive habit or set of habits. We also extensively discussed writing, authoring topic. So without any further ado, here's the episode and hope you will enjoy it. Here we go, guys. Um, Josh Kuhn, or Josh, thank you very much for being here today. And uh, I know we'll have a very interesting podcast, especially when it's about motivation. But yeah, first, let's talk about yourself. Who are you and what are you doing and uh, your well, background? Maybe. That is the question that many people ask me and I have to define it. In the last 15 years, I've been al- always searching for that one profession I can give to everybody, but mm. it is impossible because... I'm like a journey guy and I want to look for many possibilities, but I call myself the SWAT guy is SWAT, mm-hmm. which is basically I make my living out of speaking, writing, advertisement mm-hmm. and teaching. So these four elements in my life are always there and people know me because of products that I really do regarding those SWATs. Mm-hmm. So that's me. I have already written and published three books in Azerbaijan and I'm on the way to go for the fourth. Mm-hmm. It will come out on December 28th. Mm-hmm. And I usually teach 
not only motivation but also customer service mm -hmm. also presentation skills and public speaking mm -hmm. i do a lot of drills with public sector and private sector people i help them to practice their speeches mm -hmm. and also mentor a lot of startups on pitching for okay. international and national championships mm -hmm. and i also have a lot of uh, let's say companies who want to come and do a lot of stuff regarding their internal communication so mm -hmm. that is me basically and Okay, kind of everything communication, verbally or yes. in written form. Yes, you can say that. Okay, so uh, this is, I think, more inclined towards the creativity part of yep. the human, you know, experience. Because I'm a bit, not a bit like very a technical person. Like I, I work with data, and maybe okay, I'm trying to learn about communication, how to do it in a better way. Again, reading some book about storytelling, but I find it very, you know, something that requires lots of attention. And uh, also like full focus to you know practice all the time to get better, and uh, so let's go maybe a bit um, uh, to back back in history. Okay. How you decided to choose a, such a such a kind of path that you will be more like creative guy rather than you know get an ordinary job where you can just program something or stuff like that. Well, my, well everybody has a story, or mm. even if they don't have, they have to have. Mm. And if you watch the Westworld, they have a very yeah. nice beginning that every character has to have a story in my book Quan I start with a story that actually changed me the guy who is shy and introvert from mm. that person to a guy who is probably speaking to more than 5,000 people already mm. in three years period and that happens because I study in high school I know English but I never use it because mm. I'm shy of people and my father and me we go to the market one day and I talk about uh, 2001 mm -hmm. in terms of okay. time so we see some American tourists they need help and salesman asks who is there to help my father looks at me like a proud father and then he says my <laughs> he son knows English <laughs> yeah he knows English but that's the problem I, I say pop I will not speak so mm -hmm. he gets really upset and I feel that and I say to myself okay you fear speaking but your dad's stress and your dad's being upset is not the good way to go mm -hmm. so you have to deal with it that's the way i decide to go to united states to kill that fear inside of me which is eventually taking me to this teaching and to this speaking mm -hmm. engagements and to this a lot of people that have the same situation and mm -hmm. they need some example guy okay so you basically over overcame your shyness with a mission in mind that okay this is being shy is kind of bad for not only for yourself for other yeah, others as exactly. well and is it the same um idea that keeps you motivated or i know that you are a very social guy like you're doing lots of talks and even instagram like every day there's a new video and is it the shyness like curable from the scratch or it's like always you have to fight it again and again over time okay first of all shyness is not your weakness it is mm -hmm. just part of your life it is element of yours you have to love it you have to accept yourself for it but if you have other people and you have other people in your life and we're all social animals you cannot be happy by yourself I have my closest friend he lived in France for four years and then said I don't want to live alone now I, I come back to Baku mm -hmm. because that is not the kind of life I want so if you will make other people happy the only way is to really use your skills through the possible channel which is going to maximum you know utilize it in the best way so mm -hmm. I overcome shyness by teaching other what is something that I know or what is important for mm. me or I overcome shyness by giving the content that is very dear to me either by writing speaking or you mm -hmm. know 
So for me, speaking and engaging with people in audiences probably work. I don't call mm-hmm. it the lifestyle. It is work. Mm-hmm. But for me, for example, writing is a lifestyle. So something mm-hmm. that the shy person is always shy mm-hmm. about sharing, but he has to because okay. sooner or late, people discover you or you mm-hmm. just say, okay, I have to give it a go. All right. So you started to do what you love doing uh-huh. and it kind of it, it plays a role of constant motivation for yourself to do it. And we have to understand this word. First of all, when we talk about anatomy of motivation, it is motive for action, something that mm. will make you act. Okay. So most people today think it is like something, let's say, alternative to energy drinks. Okay. Mm-hmm. We drink energy drinks because we think it will make us more, let's say, stagnant Oops. or yeah. stamina full for a couple of hours. But it is actually like water. Motivation mm-hmm. is water. When you don't have too much water in your body, you get dehydrated. Mm-hmm. You have stress. You have So something is going wrong because you don't have something inside of mm-hmm. you. That is kind of the motivation that I always try to balance in my life. So mm-hmm. if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. that kills my motivation. And okay. it is usually I ask a lot of questions. Are you satisfied with your status quo? Mm-hmm. Are you satisfied with the things that you do? Mm-hmm. Are you satisfied with the day? Are you ready to die and go? Mm-hmm. Some days I am very scared. I say, no, no, I have too many projects. Mm-hmm. Some days I'm happy, like, take me, God. Mm-hmm. That is the kind mm-hmm. of day I have. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in this case, um, I know lots of people and I, I also had like this ups and downs in my own, I would say, motivation, the character, like we can call it in, okay. in many different ways. Uh, so like, let's say talk about people who are negative in the nature, right? They always complain, they're kind of depressed, um, because of some like childhood trauma or something like that, do you think um, it's kind of closed loop when you are uh, when you are tough in your character, you are kind of negative and uh, you are always uh, pessimistic. Mm-hmm. It also creates a uh, lack of motivation and it creates another pessimism and yeah, like yeah. it goes down. So this is the this is the case. Have you experienced this in life? It is or? like tsunami. I yeah. agree with you. And in terms of loop, I talked about the shyness, but negativity is something also very very close to me and dear to me Mm -hmm. i'm also a negative person but there's the case you know why people are negative and why they are aggressive Mm -hmm. because they lack belief and they are very pissed Mm -hmm. maybe they tried doing something and they could not achieve it maybe they saw somebody get hurt by doing Mm -hmm. something so they're like okay i don't believe that i am amounting to something i don't Mm -hmm. believe that something that i do matters Mm -hmm. so this kind of belief makes you a bitter person so Mm -hmm. weak person and bitter person you become a victim so that is the bad side of negativity Mm -hmm. other good side of negativity is okay i love the stephen king's quote his negative quote about the books he read he said i read so many books Finally, I said, okay, I can write better than these guys. Mm, okay. That's the kind of negativity I liked, productive one. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, you don't like the place, you change it. You don't mm-hmm. like the environment, you change it. You don't mm-hmm. like the... In Azerbaijan, we had a lot of problems with the translations of the literature. Mm-hmm. And people were not motivated mm-hmm. reading those weird contexts. So I tr- said, okay, Joshkun, you have two options. Either you, let's say, critique mm-hmm. or you write yourself. Okay. Which is you can do it. So. so you kind of judge and be proactive towards the positive change rather than exactly. just being judging and bitching around and saying, fuck this shit. I you will do it. You cannot ex- mm. escape the fact because we are not American, like Captain Americas or Supermans. Mm. Or, 
But the little acts that we do, they build up this belief. So mm-hmm. you start with something and it happens and then you say, oh, okay, if I did that, mm-hmm. why not the second thing? So Yeah, absolutely. So there's a, a your interesting thing that you mentioned, um, anatomy of motivation. Can you elaborate more on this? Like there's any uh, m- mind framework of motivation? Like what do you call it anatomy basically? Uh, well, uh, for the guys who listen to your podcasts and I have a lot of, uh, let's say, readers and followers in Facebook, I always recommend them the book by Leo Tolstoy, mm-hmm. Confessions. Mm-hmm. So he's the guy who is, let's say, after 50s, and he was very great at writing at mm-hmm. age of 14 already, and he analyzes his life after 30 years, 40 mm-hmm. years, and he says, okay, I wrote for money, I wrote for fame, I wrote for... I try to understand what makes me happy. I try to understand what is the meaning of life. I looked down on the Buddhas and Schopenhauer's and everybody. So many people have these questions mm-hmm. and they get very sad because they don't get there mm-hmm. or they get there, but the answer is not cool one. So anatomy of motivation is, okay, what is the meaning of my life mm-hmm. first? And what will make me happy eternally if that is possible ever? Mm-hmm. So meaning of life. The people who think, who are smart, intelligent, they say life is meaningless, mm-hmm. funny enough. But Tolstoy argues that, okay, if you want to still live, mm-hmm. because most of them tend to suicide, you know, yeah. if you want to live, the core for happiness is going to be very and very productive for other people. Mm-hmm. So you will help other people. Mm-hmm. So he said, that is when I started using writing for helping mm-hmm. other people and then kind of reassess my life again mm-hmm. so anatomy is that one understanding the meaning of your life first okay yourself as a human portrait your not ups and downs but your uniqueness mm-hmm. most people sell their uniqueness to mm-hmm. comfort they sell it to the mediocrity and yeah. many other things so anatomy is that one you understand your bones your skeleton you understand that you are hunter you are not okay. the hunted all right so it's kind of more like mental anatomy of your uh, character, what are you good at, what are you bad at, right? Exactly. And uh, it comes also, the idea, I believe, I'm very interested in this this one, like the personal mission statement. Okay. Where lo- lots of, um, I mean, I I found it, like, I, I worked with startups a lot, I mentored them uh, for less one year, I worked with, was that, like, more than 500 startups, you know, okay. on an ongoing basis. And every time when, uh, before starting the talk, mm-hmm. I was asking that, what's your mission statement as a for, for running this company but then after reading some <laughs> books and um, also like following a couple of interesting um, and ins- inspirational figures that okay. I think we have in common <laughs> yeah, yeah, right now, <laughs> um, like we have this Jordan Peterson that um, there's a self-altering program and stuff like that he also uh, how to say that uh, advocates the idea of drafting down a personal mission statement exactly. that will give you power in doesn't matter in good days or bad days but you will know that okay this is your life this is the, your map it's kind of map uh, in your life when you don't have it so like blurry you don't know where to exactly. go when you have clear path e- every situation will come down to this decision like if, for example if you are deciding to relocate to another co- uh, country you decide uh, you ask yourself like is it aligned with my personal statement or not the same like if you want to write a book or start exactly. a podcast or do a business uh so what is your personal mission statement i will rewind back to 2009 because i actually wrote it physically mm-hmm. 
And 2008 was very depressive year for me. Mm. I was sleeping a lot, walking <laughs> myself out of depression, trying to walk it, watching too much of TV. And, you know, I am not a smoker and drinking a drinker, but I used other alternatives. So <laughs> but 2009 is I understood that, OK, this cannot continue forever. Mm -hmm. So you have to do something. And it started with the book by Tony Robbins. It was Awaken the Giant Within. Mm. I, I knew that I was somehow of a giant within, mm -hmm. but I was scared of this giant. I was not in hands in hands. My personal statement of mission was, I will use my knowledge and skills to enlighten other people mm -hmm. through various channels. This is specifically what I wrote mm -hmm. in my uh, notebook. To this day, I never do anything that is not aligned to that. Mm -hmm. So anything I write, speak about teach or advertised is serving that purpose mm -hmm. specifically mm -hmm. so enlightening people mm -hmm. making them think mm -hmm. making them reassess their lives something like mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. so okay can we say that this uh having personal mission statement is a main a core of the um being motivated or keeping motivation up is it the main thing that you should have in order to maintain this ongoing motivation to wake up early in the morning to you know make your impact in the world or you would add other elements to it as well i would say you know motivation is just like other buzzwords and mm -hmm. there are many new words for example ikigai in japanese mm -hmm. which is the combination of three elements which is your profession do people need this profession mm -hmm. do you love it there is there a chance you will get paid for it so mm -hmm. people try to look for many other elements mm -hmm. And they find these elements in many cultures. So one word cannot actually sum up multiple and different feelings that people mm -hmm. can have. So don't simply base everything on motivation because it is impossible to remain motivated all the time. Mm -hmm. And after my first book, I get a lot of questions to the quote I wrote, which is probably inspired by Jim Rohn. He said, motivation is going to get you somewhere, mm -hmm. but habits... Right. will get you okay. to the places that you don't even imagine. Yeah. In my case, writing two pages every day, that was a habit. Mm -hmm. Some days you don't feel like it, mm -hmm. but you have to write. You must. Mm -hmm. if you, when you don't, you are anxious about and it. And I look yeah. in the examples uh, of my early childhood heroes like Jack London, the guy mm -hmm. I wrote about in my book, 3,000 words every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he crafted his you know, writing okay. skills at three years. From loser mm -hmm. nobody to somebody three years yeah. but you have to put a lot of effort and this does not only require motivation mm -hmm. but hell of a habit okay then uh in this sense in this framework uh, it's very healthy to see motivation as a tool to maintain new and productive habits exactly right? as like such as going to the gym writing a book writing a song or something let me share something as we go back to the what is motivation motive for action yeah. people act simply because they believe that they have to act mm -hmm. that is very stupid sometimes you don't need to act you just mm -hmm. need to relax in japan there is a word karoshi for mm -hmm. people who work and die in the office <laughs> okay <laughs> okay i wrote about that in my fourth book ongaku karoshi Many Japanese guys, South Korean guys, die in the office because mm -hmm. they work too much. Or people, they work in corporate environment simply because they feel that they have to. Mm -hmm. But you have to wait for the nice opportunities sometimes. You have to just chill, you know, mm -hmm. two months, one month. Wait for a great opportunity, mm -hmm. not the good one. So this is what I did starting from 2012. Mm -hmm. I had a nice corporate background. Mm -hmm. I was a training manager in one of telecom companies in Azerbaijan. Mm -hmm. Then I had the startup mm -hmm. and I just switched you know 
mm-hmm. ultimately. And many my many of my friends, oh, what are you doing? Are you fanatic, lunatic? Why <laughs> are you doing that? And yeah. as I said, I always try to radar myself to the, are you mm-hmm. happy with the status quo in your mm-hmm. life? Mm-hmm. If okay. you're not, you have to do oh, something yeah. about that. So acting okay. is like a trigger-based something. Hmm. So another point here, um, maybe more like a question. Do you think there is a this fear element plays a role in in your not not in your personal but in one's life uh, as a kind of uh, element that blocks the new opportunities? For example, why why people try to find another job right after like jumping off from another company because okay. they're afraid that they will left without any job or they will not uh, get hired etc and first um, opportunity they just like blindly said okay whatever I, I will do it because I need to make money otherwise it will suck life will suck exactly do you think this what uh, role the fear plays here it's like a, does it always like push back or can it be helpful time to time what's your experience well to rephrase it fear is either your friend or your enemy mm. and you said block I like this word I would even say fear is something that you have to unlock on mm. every stage of your life for example in my case I did not like uh, talking on phone because I have mm. a shy guy and introvert mm-hmm. in my house when we have the phone ringing everybody else pick up the phone I don't mm. but I had this dream of becoming the trainer because trainer is somebody who shares his knowledge so I had to start in one of the nice companies but mm-hmm. you cannot just start you have to start from call center for example yeah, yeah. and that is 200 calls every day mm-hmm. you fear speaking to customers but you have a very burning desire you know mm-hmm, you have mm-hmm. urgent desire so you have to unlock the new Josh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is actually yeah. talking to 200 customers every day mm-hmm. so fear at every stage in your life is something that will help you to unlock if you are having very big reasons to unlock it if not mm-hmm. like in the swimming case mm-hmm. you know water is very nice but from a distance when you mm-hmm. enter in the first yeah. couple of steps it's very freezing and icy mm-hmm. but then you enjoy the whole experience and okay. They, okay this was water it's easy yeah what is next to unlock mm. it's kind of Uh, having fear is like everyone has fears right but you have to have also desire to uh desire to do more than like what is your current situation and only in this case probably can win this fear otherwise it will keep you again down down and at some point of your life you will find yourself a very lonely and unsuccessful person that doesn't have anything in life the only way you will be unsuccessful and lonely is when you will try to please everybody and that's mm. what happens to many of my customers in the beginning and students they mm-hmm. always have these people who they care about mm-hmm. respect too much or oh, I have this professor he does not read motivation books what shall mm-hmm. I do about it? I said why do you care about this particular person mm-hmm. not reading these books mm-hmm. like what makes that person so special to you mm-hmm. on the other hand we don't like the feedbacks we don't like the criticism but you have to understand this is not the part of the process mm-hmm. it is the process itself mm-hmm. so what I like about it is when I began writing in the first stage I wrote only for myself so mm-hmm. I was my only you know criticism guy yeah, and then yeah. you open up immediately you have this dozens of reviews some positive some negative mm-hmm. so the same exact post or writing piece I have somebody says great brilliant mm-hmm. somebody says shitty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the same exact post mm-hmm. 
and you decide you just like continue yeah. or not not you, because of making somebody happy or sad okay mm-hmm, you do it mm-hmm. because you feel like you have to do mm-hmm. it inside of you so yeah it's very important yeah yeah it's kind of you decide which one you choose like uh, even if you don't care about the like, good or bad right you just do it for yourself. you choose the flow yeah. you know uh, flow is probably the most But it's, a, it's the strongest component of motivation. Mm-hmm. The flow is the process when you don't think about time, place, other people. Yeah. You are animal who or which is hunting. Mm-hmm. And you're just hunting for that moment, which yeah. is going to make you eternal, actually, and immortal, actually. Mm-hmm. So that is what I believe in. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you write, you listen to music, and it just takes you to another world, and you don't feel this real world. And yeah. you... You don't stop. Mm-hmm. And then you finally realized you wrote 20 pages. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my God, I finished. Yeah, it's kind of living in the exact same moment and doing what you love, yeah. And the, probably like the opposite of it, we being always worried about what other people say, what what will happen tomorrow or what happened yesterday, what your friend told you that annoyed exactly. you and you are always having this internal monologue inside your head that keeps you down. Okay, uh, you wrote three books. All right. And fourth is on the way. Can you talk about uh, about them? Like, let's start from the first book. And what's the history behind it and why you decided to, you know, do it, basically? Uh, first, from, let's say, when I was in sixth grade, mm-hmm. I officially was recognized as somebody who can write by my teachers. Mm-hmm. I wrote composition about one of my history teachers. And mm-hmm. his friend secretly, like, hides that material and mm-hmm. gives it to him after two years. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that person invites me and he cries in front of me. And I'm like, what the hell is that? So I wrote for many people and they laughed. They cried. I wrote for many occasions before going to military service. I simply just for the joking sake for kidding, wrote an essay about Leonardo da Vinci mm. to ischance.com. Mm-hmm. It's some educational portal. And I became the first guy in Europe. The problem is I was a soldier at that time. I didn't have any idea about the trophies. and mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But I realized there is something about it that I like doing. And I don't really feel like it is job or mm-hmm. profession. It's something that was always with me. Then I started testing with the Facebook. And I loved Facebook for mm-hmm. this fact because it gives equal opportunity for everyone. Yeah. And I knew that there are great writers out there in the world. So I had to compete with them using smart marketing tactics. My tactic was very simple. I share every two three chapters of every mm-hmm. of my books okay. for free people read it they understand it they want it and then they just uh, fundraise money pre-order mm-hmm. and i have enough money to publish it and mm-hmm. then i publish it and then i sell the remainder so mm-hmm. that is the usual okay. thing that i do so what's the story of your first book the first one is the josh Kuhn, which is actually fighting his fear mm-hmm. from that guy who did not actually make his father happy mm-hmm. to the guy who helps thousands of people to mm-hmm. find their feeling of Quan. The oh, name yeah. of my book mm-hmm. is Quan. It is the feeling of happiness uh, when you are so satisfied with everything that you do is directly affecting other people's lives. Mm-hmm. It is from the movie Jerry Maguire mm-hmm. where Tom Cruise promises the Hugo Gooding, uh, the junior, the Quan, that feeling. He mm. invented this word. Okay. So I use weird words for my book names. Ubuntu is the second one. It is about the tribal affair where African people believe that you have to be nice to each other. Mm-hmm. You have to com- you know, consider the community as yeah. a whole. If they are not happy, you are not happy mm-hmm. directly. Alamo 13 was the third one. I tried to combine my set of interviews with one young businessman and the dreams I saw. 
-hmm. and then I just kind of fuse them into uh, literary work. Mm -hmm. And the fourth one is going to be the compilation of the things I wrote about. I usually want to inspire people. I want to go a little bit into romanticism, mm -hmm. sometimes into drama, sometimes mm -hmm. into the teaching part. So I kind of experiment. So And people mm -hmm. like watching me experiment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't say that, oh, I have all the answers. I say, okay, I don't know, mm -hmm. but I will look. I will try, maybe yeah. I will find, maybe I will mm -hmm. not. Are you in for this journey? And they say, mm -hmm. okay. Some of them say, so that's the miracle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow, it's, it's quite cool background. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, and how do you, so let's talk about more like ha habitual uh, as as aspect of writing, basically. How you see like this writing experience or having this literature lifestyle, I don't know if uh -huh. you can call it this can't way. can't say that. Yeah. Uh, how does it affect one's character? Like how it changed you from like you were 10 years ago, <laughs> Josh, and now you are now. And how, how it changes, how do you see the world? How did this change your perception maybe I will have to rewind back to 2008 and I had the Brian Tracy and mm -hmm. Brian Tracy was very influential in my life in terms of eating the frog he has a very famous mm -hmm. book about eating the frogs mm -hmm. it's like the most important thing in the daily routine you have to do but you never do it and mm -hmm. you keep it you know last 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 yeah. until it is next year and you don't do it so I had this list of things I always wanted to do bucket list mm -hmm. and I always write 10 things every mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. 2008, 2012, mm -hmm. I had this section with the writing book. Yeah. I managed to always finish other things and I never managed to finish the book mm -hmm. part. And I never looked at it and I was very shameful of myself. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Josh, why? And didn't even look for excuses. Mm -hmm. Because writing book, it's like, oh, it is so much of work you have to do. But then... That's a perception, right? Everyone if you have a strong anything. reason, in my case, it was... I will be honest because I shared that in the second book. It was my son was undergoing the operations mm -hmm. when I started writing the half and I had 65 pages. I didn't finish the book and I mm -hmm. just shared it and more than 100 people wanted the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But doctor said we have to do operation. Mm -hmm. And then I understood either I leave the project mm -hmm. and people and but I lose my trust forever or I do something about it and I have only two weeks. Mm -hmm. So that puts a deadline and I finished the other half of my book in two weeks. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the motivation, which was negative in mm -hmm. uh, one aspect, but very helpful. Mm -hmm. And then when I finished, I understood I can do it in a very short period of time. And the other books usually take in maximum 50 to 60 days to finish mm -hmm. if they don't have a complex plot. Mm -hmm. And I take role models like Stephen King and Jen, mm -hmm. uh, Jack London in my mm -hmm. case, Alexander Dumas, Isaac Asimov, Isaac Asimov, mm. they write a lot. And mm -hmm. when you write a lot, you will have plenty of room for practicing and excelling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, uh, from, so when you started to write actively, right? Since since then, uh, have you started to perceive the world around you in, in a somehow different way? Like maybe you started to pay attention to details because as a writer you have to, you know, I understand. Okay. the details and like what happened basically, how it... Uh, well, you basically become person. a walking database okay. and you kind of become an observer. You Everything you see, even in my childhood, I remember many things and mm -hmm. I know that they are in stock and I will write them some mm -hmm. someday. I have a lot of events in my life I share, but um, people my friends they know that when i am very curious about things 
it will happen to be in my book or something. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. everything I see, I experience, I keep it like database, mm-hmm. and then I use it. Okay. I never leave it to. Yeah, yeah. I think this is. Uh, I read it or like watched Dan Brown's uh, okay. interview. He said that before writing a book, like you know, he writes kind of one book in each three years and he's like on top again like yeah, shines yeah. and stuff like that and he says that uh before writing a book i always travel uh just go around the less his last book came um uh was that origins right Something uh, like, yeah. origins and it was main idea was happening in spain and uh, i said that i'm just walking around and uh, pay attention to details and uh then use this you know things that I paid attention to in my book as like buildings and facade of building or exactly. mi- like mimics of people. And uh, that's why he uses that as a cre- creation. The uh, Maybe it's not a, it, it doesn't affect um, the, how to say, the story of the book a lot, but it gives a cool decoration that, you know, there's lots of uh, details in it. Every writer and author has his or her personal mm-hmm. style. In my case, I like, like we have this podcast, right? So we hear each other. The way I write, for example, is when person reads, he feels or she feels that I am talking to them. Mm. And the way I achieve that is I actually say everything I write out loud. Mm. I try to build up sentences Mm. in a way that it is a perfect structure and you cannot Mm. stop. The best way you will put down the book is after 40 to 50 pages Mm -hmm. because you have this structure of somebody Mm -hmm. talking to you and it goes on forever. So Kwan, when I finished, I had a lot of response from the readers. On average, it was 168 pages and people finished it in an hour and a half, two mm-hmm. hours. And they liked this experience. Oh, wow, that was so fast. I couldn't. So you have to design your book. Mm-hmm. And for decoration part, of course, you have to use history. You have to use the details from mm-hmm. the city that you are interested in or personal. I like to hear what people say and many people share brilliant stories and they mm-hmm. are not aware of that mm-hmm. for them it is just a story for mm-hmm. other people it is content yeah, yeah absolutely and i hunt for such content yeah so this is exactly what i'm uh, always thinking about because so when you look at the cool stories that are happening people sharing their experiences like online or in a specific books or even podcasts right they what they do is just talking about their experiences exactly. and uh i mean the only difference between them and other people is that they just again speak speak them out loud uh, and people really want to I think we are curious creatures like we want to understand what is happening um, in other person's life and that's why we hook to all these podcasts and uh, videos uh, but how do you for example let's say someone is listening to us and gets motivation and says that okay I want to start writing but um, doesn't come up uh, with anything specific, like a specific topic to write about. What would be your starting kit uh, or framework, like where they should pay attention or they should remember their childhood? How, how should it be? Well, that is the case. If that person says, I want to write something, then there is something wrong with that person's story. Hmm. Probably that person wrote something already. Hmm. So that is, uh, motivation is a very natural thing. You don't hmm. build up artificially. It's not like a muscle you have to go to the gym you have to have arms for building the muscle. So arm Mm. is something you wrote already, you know, the poem, Mm. maybe some silly note, Mm -hmm. love note, whatever, uh, letter, 
I was very and very popular in my university times for writing the letters to my beloved girl. Mm-hmm. Today she's my wife. Mm-hmm. And I was crafting everything mm-hmm. through the letters. And mm-hmm. she would come to me that, oh, you took it like the mm-hmm. letter style, the classical style. But that is the case. I always ask this in my class, who has this stock of notebooks or who has this compilation of things he or she already wrote but are not ready to share Mm. or go to the next level? The question is, do I want to be the internationally known author or do I want to be selling Mm. my books? Do Mm. I want to make my living from writing? That's Mm -hmm. the kind of question that will get get you there. But if you start from zero as a writer, I would say simply test anything that comes to your mm. mind. And also there are some specific movies and books that you need to write mm-hmm. and read. I mean, I'm sorry, read. The number one I really enjoy is Stephen Pressfield mm-hmm. and he is uh, War of Art. Mm-hmm. That is the book for anybody who wants to switch from beginner to a profi. Mm-hmm. Stephen Pressfield, War of Art. Is it specifically about writing or? It is to any creative, let's mm. say, channel that you are mm-hmm. in, but writers will benefit from it greatly because Stephen had a very difficult life as a writer. Mm-hmm. His first nine books failed. Hmm. Okay. His first book yeah. was the uh, Bagger Vance, uh, the tale of the Bagger Vance. Will Smith and Matt Damon played the movie later on mm. uh, based on his story. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of stories that I check upon and people fail in the beginning. That is, mm-hmm. This is very important. You have to fail in the beginning mm-hmm. because you don't know the secret mm-hmm. to the hearts of publishing houses, mm-hmm. to the hearts of audiences. The only mm-hmm. way to do it is to test, experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you say that, so it's, uh, let's maybe park on this um, aspect of the reason of why writing, right? Is it when you write, you do it either for yourself or you want to make a living on it or you want to, again, like be a cool kid uh, in the school or university. But for each of them, um, although the main element is writing, mm-hmm. for each of them, like path is different, right? And also outcome of it different. If you choose your career or your life as a writer, then it will take you tens of 10 years, like 20 years to get there. Uh, if you are just uh, entertaining yourself, it can be maybe easier. But w- at least this is my perception. It was my perception and people I know. When you um, suggest the idea, okay, maybe you should write an article or book or something in this sort. Uh, the main idea is that, okay, I cannot I cannot live on this. Okay. So the main thing is, I guess, like they are just taking this idea of writing and it's, it's happening in the all aspects of our life, right? They just uh, scale it up in the biggest level and try to make decision from ultimate perspective that, okay, uh, I, if I r- write like one sentence today and if uh, I will do it as a main thing in my life, what can come after a couple of, I don't know, 50 years or 20 or years or 15 years? And in this sense, uh, it kind of corrupts the decision-making pr- uh, point. Maybe you should write for yourself. There's a, like writing therapy stuff that mm-hmm. when you write about your experiences, now you have released the right. things, right. or you just really enjoy writing rather than watching TV. Uh, do you also see or think that people just close down this perception of writing for a personal use, just to you know, as a part of entertainment or hobby, and they look writing as a okay from a 
perspective of being a writer as author and publish a couple of books and then challenge them. All right. So the best way to be motivated is to be realistic. Yeah. You have to look at the numbers because mm. numbers tell the best stories. Right. Before I started this whole enterprise, I checked the numbers. Every year, more than a million books get published, mm -hmm. but more than 90% of writers never make it, mm -hmm. meaning they never sell more than 200 books. Mm -hmm. So for me, the the most important number in my career was to have this 10% mm -hmm. you know stage over and then after I completed the first mm -hmm. thousand books sell, sales and I was like oh my god that is something that I'm very proud of mm -hmm. I'm in the 10% mm -hmm. good in other ways you have seen facade because writing it may look very lucrative mm -hmm. very fashionable very it is not easy as a lifestyle mm -hmm. And you have guys like Bukowski, mm -hmm. good in writing, but sucks in his life because mm -hmm. he's not good all the time. You have many people who had internal damages or traumas. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of depression. Mm -hmm. So writing is kind of a consequence of that. Mm -hmm. They write about things they don't want to talk with other people. Mm -hmm. So they have to kind of spit that truth out mm -hmm. and analyze themselves. But I have to go back to Jordan Peterson's Universal Good. Mm -hmm. When I write, I look at Universal Good. What is good for me? for my friends, for my family, for my society, for my country, for my universe. I try to have it all mm -hmm. in a complex relationships because I have the script and I control it. Mm -hmm. Some writers decide to kill the personage. Mm -hmm. Some kind of give them the second chance. Mm -hmm. So you end the story, you start the story, you mm -hmm. inspire people or you demotivate people. Mm -hmm. You make them cry or laugh. This is your decision. Mm -hmm. Some people have great stories, but they are not great in writing and they don't have the craft. So they have to simply give it to the ghostwriters or somebody else. Mm -hmm. Some people are good at writing. They don't have a content, so they have to collaborate with somebody. Okay. So this is very important. The greatest mm -hmm. people never write only by themselves. They have partners. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They have to have partners. Yeah, the co-authoring the uh, books. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So in this case, yes, if you have a personal journal, why not? I had more than seven journals when I was about to finish university. Mm -hmm. I personally threw out three of my journals, which mm -hmm. were fully packed. Okay. Um, Let's compare, uh, kind of, let's see writing from perspective of just entertainment for personal, personal entertainment. And uh, so in, on one hand, you can say that it's a good writing. Uh, writing is good <coughs> because uh, you can, you know, improve your literature, your talking style, communication skills. And on the other hand, there is a easier way of, uh, easier way of entertainment like watching TVs or movies or stuff like that. So when someone comes to you saying that, okay, Josh, uh, I'm in this interesting dilemma. I really am hooked to this, you know, cartoons or like movies, but I know that I should do something about my life and I really want to start writing. But this part lacks in motivation. So how, what would be your um, advice to that person to pull that person from uh, movie, watching movie style, like, like okay, style okay. towards the writing? Well, the, I will share my personal experience. As I said, in 2008, I was very depressed. But before mm -hmm. that, I watched a lot of TV and movies. But today, I know that everything I saw is actually a content. Mm -hmm. And probably one of the most famous movies, you know, overall, Shawshank Redemption, yeah. was Stephen King's 
collection of the movies mm. he saw about the prison life. Mm, okay. And he admits that. So everything that you had in your life is not necessarily a failure. If you use it as a puzzle piece, mm-hmm. okay, you looked at too many movies. What can you do about it oh, okay. to reverse it? Yeah, like reverse engineer, like yeah. Gary V likes to put it. Mm. If you reverse it back to good, of because anything you do, ultimately, it, it cannot end like that, you know, as a bad thing. Mm. So everything I watch today is a very helpful material in my mm. trainings, in my teachings, and right. in writings. Yeah, kind of spotting a message uh, in all this exactly information you're gathering around. Okay, so understood. So I'm uh, I had this period of time where I was not I'm not I never lazy, but uh, I had this problem with my entertain time time of entertainment. I was like working very hard and coming home like spending t- three hours watching movies and then. Uh, just sleeping and a circle was going around and that's why now I'm kind of imagining scenario where uh, I had my kind of I luckily uh, managed to find the hobbies and now I, I literally don't watch any TV movies but uh, I imagine myself that okay if I was in a situation where I had this writing alternative mm-hmm. uh, would it how it would work for me to you know pull myself like push myself from this type of entertainment to this one but it's quite interesting yeah like um seeing movies and uh, because movies also are coming from some scripts from authors exactly getting the main ideas and like putting your experience in them and packing it as a new set of um knowledge oh, that's that's quite interesting one I will movies inspire millions of people and they are actually visually mm. more of a competition to us because writers they have a yeah. very difficult challenge first you know, in Tolstoy and Dostoevsky times, in Charles Dickens times, there no is no TV. television. <laughs> so book is mm. kind of the number one source for entertainment. Yeah. So you have everything inside the book. Mm. You have this entrance scene, which is like 50 pages. Yeah. Today you have a competition. Facebook is your competition. Mm. Twitter is, Instagram is, television is. Mm. So your book has to be so catchy and so mm-hmm. attractive. So for lazy people, I call it. I I write for classical lazy people. Mm-hmm. That is my kind of marketing stimuli for people. Mm-hmm. I say if you are not fond of reading books, mm-hmm. this is where you should actually come to my, let's say, store. Mm-hmm. Check out the books, and mm-hmm. they are like, okay, I can manage to read 150 pages. I can manage to read 200 pages, mm-hmm. and then they say, okay, what is next? What can I do next? Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of market I'm looking at mm-hmm. because, you know, not every country in the world is like Finland, Yeah, you know, and two billion people will never get a chance to read. Mm-hmm. That's what I found when I was doing my pitch for Quarter in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. We found out that two billion people actually will never be able to read, mm-hmm. but they will have access to mobile. They will mm-hmm. have access to television. So movie is a very strong channel. To channel the yeah. message and e- easy from the consumption point of view like exactly. you just see one layer of the reality where exactly. like, details are not that obvious but it should be your friend you shouldn't mm-hmm. say okay movies are bad or yeah. oh i will suck because there are movies mm-hmm. you will always find a way okay as we touched uh tech part of things and how it impacts the writing industry or uh altering basically what other impacts you are seeing from this raising technology you mean the innovation in terms uh, of let's just say more more like internet as internet grows uh, more and more people have this access to to it and uh, besides um, 
I would say that information being quite universal now, and it's easier to reach out to people and uh, market your book exactly. to people. What are other challenges, not like a good part, but challenges it brings to you as a writer? I was very and very happy to find and discover a guy like Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. If not for internet, I would never have a chance, probably. Mm. He had very nice blog posts mm. and very nice books. Yeah, I still follow him, yeah. And yeah, that is the thing I wonder about. What would happen if we did not have internet and I would not discover his way of thinking? Mm. That would not affect my way of thinking into marketing my books. Mm-hmm. So internet, it depends on you. Either it is waste of time mm-hmm. or it is your branding Mm-hmm. let's say phenomena mm. because in my case I never spend a penny not mm-hmm. on advertisement not on publications mm-hmm. I never do it because if you have Facebook or Instagram or any other mm. channel YouTube it means people will gradually start loving the content if mm-hmm. it is quality enough mm-hmm. if it is shitty then people will switch off it's mm-hmm. very easy for them today they have this nice thing called attention span yeah mm-hmm. if you're not in their attention span If you don't buzz in their heads, they will simply mm-hmm. turn their heads and leave mm-hmm. their lives. So you have to make decisions upon that. Mm-hmm. In in this case, internet is a very nice way to market your mm-hmm. greatness if you have it. Mm-hmm. And everybody has it, but in a very unique way. Mm. And in this case, I understand after three years, today when I write something, I get so many responses and emails from people. Mm. somebody on the verge of suicide mm. writing to me ninth grader writing to me a 45 year old man writing to me mm. or some family writing that we all read the book mm. you know that's the kind of thing i live for the feeling of quan mm. that i always get from mm-hmm. the writing mm-hmm. and this is uh, partially because of the internet and the access people exactly have. Okay. i cannot go to every village at the same time mm. i cannot be in every city at the same time but mm-hmm. I can make one video or I can write something and mm-hmm. enter. Everybody has an access. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Cool. So, um, Josh, I think it was an amazing uh, interview. I really liked it. And um, these cool ideas that I will use to, I would say, not motivate, but push my friends who are struggling with, um, I would say that writing motivations again, like to uh, give give this advices to, to them. And uh, talking about internet, how people can find you on the internet if they have any questions? They simply have to go to the profile of mine in Facebook. It is Joshkun Karimov. It's J O S H G U N K A R and then I M O V. Probably will have it in the tag place or something. Yeah, yeah. Or they will probably write one of the hashtags related to my books, which is either Kwanahu or Ubuntu Olag. Mm-hmm. or Alamo 13. Mm-hmm. Every campaign I had was one hashtag. Okay. So people usually find me like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll also tag you on all the Yeah, they can always yeah. find me through the internet and mm-hmm. email and any other account. Awesome, man. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your invitation. It was a great pleasure. Cheers.